0: You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.
1: Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot.
0: Fantastic. Here we are. Podcast, podcast, podcast. This is a Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. In studio with me, Diego Vender. What's up? Dan O'Drummond. Hey, buddy. And Sean Blother. Hello. And that was for Sean. Thank that you. little bit there was for Sean because it's Guy Fawkes Day. Guy Fawkes Day. Exactly. You
2: need that voice in more often. <laughs> no, it it's was an excellent it voice. Pretty, eh? could,
0: can anybody. Vincent Price. No. No, he's a more modern actor just trying to think of a couple of things he's been in.
2: Oh, you'd have to play it again, but, you know, Channel Rees
0: was a star in the movie. He was one of the computer guys. Oh. He was a program. I don't even know his real name. He's been in yeah, a couple of different I don't different know movies. his name either. He was in The Matrix. Right. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. I don't know. And, he, and this that clip was actually from the movie V for Vendetta. Okay. Which was um what's that uh, group anonymous and they wear the masks yeah so the guy wore that mask in the movie and um yeah he was he in modern times was trying to blow up the the english parliament so uh, thus all of the uh, guy Guy fox is that actor (laughs) well not the (laughs) actor no (laughs) he played the uh, the part of a guy in a movie who was trying to blow it anyway long story short let's speaking of stories let's have a little story of Guy Fawkes. let's 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 jump into that. We've got a ton of stuff we're going to get through, folks. But uh, we'll start since it is Guy Fawkes Day, and we have a gentleman here who, uh, formerly a, a youth in uh, in England, and at the time had done lots of bonfires and burning and fireworks and stuff. So, give us a r- regale uh, us. Yeah,
3: uh, where I'm from in northeast of England, Newcastle, it's called Bonner Night. That's what we call it. Not Guy Fawkes Day. Uh-huh. I used to call it Bonner Night. So you'd go around and. S- scrape together wood, settees, beds. Sunderland shirts. Couches, if anybody didn't know. Couches. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say <laughs> <Sorry>. Sunderland shirts? <laughs> yeah, Sunderland shirts. <laughs> yeah, lots of Sunderland shirts. <laughs> and um, you'd just create a massive big bonfire. And it would be a community bonfire. And you'd actually build a guy, like a scarecrow, and you'd take it, put it in a pr- in little pram, and go around the pubs and wait for drunks to come out and ask for penny for the guy and they'd give you give you money to go and buy your 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 fireworks uh-huh. so you, you'd do that and you'd make sure it was just at closing time so you'd ask permission from your parents to stay up late because they used to close at ten thirty when when i was a kid and uh ask for this money from the from the the drunks <laughs> and then go and get your fireworks the next morning ready for bonfire night on uh, november the 5th yes and uh set your fireworks off and ha- have a laugh. And then as the fire wore down, you'd have potatoes and you'd throw them in and the potatoes would cook in, in the bonfire, have your, your potatoes. And it was fun.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. I mean, I, I guess here the uh, equivalency, well, I guess, the, do they have Halloween in? in
3: they yeah, do, they do well? now. Yeah, they, they do, do now. now. It's more recent.
0: And,
2: yeah. you know, to agree with Sean there, I've been, I think it was 2004, Happened to be in the UK and was doing some footy over there. And it was Guy Fox night. And and it's a big deal over there. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So, that, And more so
0: than let's say Halloween was or is.
3: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not sure what happened this year with COVID, though. I don't know what they did. I'm sure yeah, they still had man, it,
0: it. That's it's something that we, can, we can always look it up. Well, we, you know, make, might take a break at some point and I can. Yeah i like a great stuff. intro though.
1: I've got vague, vague memories back in South Africa when I was very, very oh, same, young. Same thing? Yeah, yeah. Eng- like English uh, settlers yeah, yeah. down there as well too, right? Like my, part of my background, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I've got a, I've got an English great grandfather. Um, and yeah, it was one of the things that I remember back in, back when I was a wee, wee young lad. <laughs> <laughs> Way
0: back when. Yeah, I can't, I'm not so lucky. I, you know, I've got the, the, the... <laughs> The, the pillowcase full of candy when mm. I used to trek around. Yeah, I'd always hate it because, you know, it, during Halloween, obviously not uh, not Guy Fox night, but, uh, you know, you, you'd go around with your little bag that you got that had the pumpkin on it or something. And it was just, I'd see guys walking around with pillowcases full and you're thinking, Where did you get that? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you no, know, pillowcase, that's
3: way better. So for those <laughs> listeners that don't know what it is, it's uh, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament many, many years ago. I don't even know what year it was. His name was Guy Fawkes. And uh, he got caught, and they burnt him on a stake. And so that's what you do. You build a guy, put it on the top of the fire, light the fire, and then set off fireworks.
2: Are you, are you ready for this date? 2018-17. <laughs>
0: you could try older.
3: 17 Older.
0: 1600s. 1606. Wow. Wow. Amazing. He was born in uh,
3: 1570 in
0: York. <laughs> He's got a Wikipedia page here. He's got a nice hat on in the Wikipedia page. It's about nine feet tall. Um, is, and it, then, and is then it a
2: wiki for Hawaiian for fast fast? Didn't we learn we that learned that today. Very well
0: done, <laughs> yeah. Dan. <You're> wiki. <laughs> attention. Yeah. Fast fast.
2: Probably jump into that or
0: keep <laughs> yeah. away from that. No, no, I think not. Um, so for all of you folks that are listening in around the world, if you happen to be celebrating that night, Guy Fawkes night, or what was it? Bon? Bono night. Bono night. <laughs> and, uh, making the flames and, uh, and burning stuff and begging for money from drunks. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a regular weekend for you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a regular weekend for Darren. Well, I got to pay for the craft dinner somehow. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully you had an enjoyable night. And for those who were at, were able to get out and do something kind of uh, Halloweeny, Dealing with the little shoots full of candy coming down <laughs> from different neighborhoods, I hope you had a good time as well. Um, on the show today, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about because it's it's huge and prevalent right now uh, a couple of things it will, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch maybe on the American election. I know it's not quite footy, but uh, it, it's something that's of interest to us happy here in Canada and uh, and all around the world. everyone around the world I know is just waiting to hear what's going to happen because it's such a gong show down in there. And a, for my American listeners, and I apologize for calling it a gong show, but it's, if you have to think of it from our perspective. And we're sort of like, it's like looking over a neighbor's fence at uh, an argument going on or something like that. And you just... Just if you are watching, you know, it's, <laughs> it can be pretty interesting at times. We'll also touch on COVID in our game.
1: I thought you were going to relate it back to thoughts. <laughs>
0: we'll have a bit of a discussion on, we're all in here wearing masks at the moment. Uh, so we'll have a little discussion on playing with a mask, the pros and cons of that. Um, how do teams cope with two keepers? That's uh, another thought that's been going on. And then, of course, uh, we'll wind it up with EPL. And guess what? We're going to talk Bundesliga and... Go on. Syria ah. Syria ah, yes. Wow. Just what, be, just because What
3: about La Liga? And Well, yeah, you know well, what? Sergi's not going to be happy. I, I just, and, you know. Uh, I, uh, the French League. What's French League? League one? League, League, League One. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Maybe we won't talk about any leagues. Wink. Except for wink. Premiership. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> except for the EPL. <laughs> um, so let's get started with a bit of a roundup. Uh, just some discussions or, or some. Just some things that have been going on in, in the club, club wise. I know we've gotten uh, leagues have gotten started, and we, we we're starting to play some games. Community leagues gotten started; they're playing games. Training schedules going well. Anything uh, from sort of the top down that you want to share or, or talk about at all, Sean?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been out and watch a few games. I'll be out watching uh, some community games this weekend uh, and some Phoenix games as well. I mean, the teams have started off well, you know competitive matches, uh, some good quality soccer being played. Uh, so I've been impressed, you know, yeah. and I think uh, the coaches has done a good job under difficult circumstances with COVID and uh, the facilities seem to be handling it well. So it's uh, it's it's good for the game. Hopefully, we can get that that number under control here in Alberta and not jeopardize uh, another shutdown. Yeah. Um, so it's been good.
0: Yeah. What about from the community side? I know I've, I was out there on the, on the weekend with yourself and uh, saw a lot of happy faces, a lot of smiling faces with the different kids that are on the floor playing. And, yeah, yeah,
1: I think it's uh, I think it's great to be out. I mean, one of the one of the blessings that we can get out of this is that we're able to get our uh, our teams onto Millennium Place fields for not only games but training sessions as well too. So they're not. Uh, trying to learn inside of a gym um, unfortunately you know we're not are we don't have the abundance of times to get to more 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 time on the field but I think it's just like you said the coaches are happy it's nice to be out there to uh, to support the coaches I think I've been out there the last uh, last few weeks every single weekend uh, and you know having an opportunity meet face to face have that initial contact see the coaches uh, meet their teams for the cert- first time get to know them and see how that kind of goes and and throughout the season yourself myself Sean as well too will be out there mm-hmm. and Daniel will come most likely when, in the younger age groups in the in the future just to check out things out in the transitional phase but I think it's been a good start it's got some good responses from some members as well too and some nice emails back and forth from some coaches because i have had to step in and, and kind of transition some teams uh, as they were coachless for a while and things like that and yeah, it's been good. And, yeah. it's, and it's been good, honestly, just to get on the field and to to jump into those coaches' sessions and help them, and not you know just take a take a station and and you know work with them and and things like that. So, um, I think you know, in in my mind, it's been really really positive, just the way the things are centralized in one location, and we're able to be out there um, to to see a team. I can go on a Saturday at you know nine and nine thirty in the morning and stay there until know five six at night but i'm i'm looking and seeing and you know being with lots of groups right so
0: it's great to see some of the um I'm being, i mean having been there this weekend myself and and just seeing the coaches on the fields and and some groups that i was around had you know five and six people on the pitch helping these kids train yeah, that's brilliant. uh which was fantastic to see
2: i think that's a positive. Oh you know, the circumstances we're in are the circumstances we're in, right? Exactly. But being in a centralized location has been great. I know Dee's mentioned a lot from the community aspect and the grassroots, you know, in outdoor we can manage it, but in indoor it's quite often you're in multiple gyms on multiple nights and it's it's very difficult to manage a program that way. So that's been great from that sense. So I think that's at least a little bit of a... I don't want to say a positive when it comes to the COVID situation, but
0: it is. It's a if positive. there's something positive that could for come, sure. come out of it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. What about uh, That's the... That's been
1: good. Yeah. Um, also, we've started up the Rise and Shine Academy, started up uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were into week number two already, finished that off. Strong group of, strong group of two, three, and four-year-olds. One. Year, we've what? got a 15-month year. 15-month That's. Wow. I was just going to ask oh, you, what's,
2: I'm like, what's your youngest yeah, kid 50, in there?
1: 15 months, a little bit of a struggle, but the dad's super positive uh we're able i'm able to interact in a different way just to you know just to take things down a little bit just to have it you know the, the little one engaging with the with, so with dad so
3: i'm assuming that little one's still in nappies oh
1: yeah 100
3: <laughs> yeah
1: we were we were doing uh we we're doing we were just doing like push rolls but like they were sitting on on their bum and just rolling the ball with their bottle in their hand it was pretty it was pretty exciting yeah, i was gonna say i'm like
2: caitlin's <laughs> 14 months i'm like you can't yeah. we just got a little multi sport set. we will just got to ease into this whole Come on, who are you kidding?
0: You've got her with a tennis racket. No. She's running back and forth. <laughs> no <laughs> Screaming, you know, love 40 or whatever it is. She's yelling back and forth at you. To be fair, the dad
1: is, <laughs> is really understanding and, and knows kind of, oh, you know what? I think that they're in here. But the value for the program is $25. You get 10 sessions in the field. Plus you get a you soccer interact ball. with your kid and whatever. get whatnot, interact yeah. in your field. You get a space to be in there. You know, you get a jersey. You get a soccer ball, shorts, socks. And it's twenty five bucks. Like sure, it's. can go
0: wrong with that. That's now. different class. You yeah. can't even get a coffee for two fifty
2: a session. I know, it's, so it's, it's I crazy. you are going to save for twenty five bucks. I'm well, like, well where no, do you but get it you it's wrong. It's <laughs> by ten, it's you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's and you know what? It's the it's it's a lot of uh, it's led by the parents. It's it's a you know one child per per one parent, and you know I give them the instru- you know kind of the what the session is going to be like. So we played our favorite game uh, this week. What time is it, Mister Wolf? Mm. And, the big bad wolf is out there. Didn't get as many kids as you know the past year, so the kids are actually <laughs> getting a little bit more athletic. Watch out for this year. And are you all get, are you all getting slow? <laughs> I, yeah. I think the wolf I'm might slower. be aging. The wolf's knees is getting a little bit. <laughs> That's been good, and then yeah, the startup of our homeschool soccer academy uh, just came from there d- today, and um, you know it's it's nice. Got some really good feedback, um, and I think that you know it's getting it's going to gain some traction because I was talking to one of the moms today and saying, you know what. She's gonna get that out there in her mom's group for their home, uh, her homeschool Facebook group and stuff like that. Nice. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's a good initiative that we put in. And um, Coach Sergi is gonna be with us for the next five sessions and give uh, give the kids a Spanish flair. To um, nice to
0: Spanish flair. So what about the Phoenix side of things? And I mean, I know I've seen you out at uh, training sessions and matches as well. Yeah, I mean, Sean kind of
2: touched on it. It's been, yeah. it's been good having the kids back out and playing. I mean, we can touch on it in COVID, but I think the kids have just really enjoyed getting back on the pitch and playing games, right?
0: For, for um, their for personal mind, their own mindset. Dude. Totally,
2: totally. So um, it's been good being out with the tech leads. They've hit the ground running, um, mingled with the coaches, and we're a couple of weeks in.
0: You mingled? Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: I can't take this guy seriously. Come on, for a man. Um, biggest feedback I've got is that they're just happy with the program overall, that we're able to produce something. Um, I think the league play has been a positive as well. It's been difficult to manage with COVID with how we can map out ESA and EMSA and whatnot, but there's been really, really good competitive games, and at the end of the day, win or losing, we just want competitive matches for the kids for this indoor season. So it's been good. Yeah, it's been great. Oh,
0: that's good. That's good. Well, you know what? We're, we've actually hit the 15-minute mark already, and we've just sort of touched on, uh, glazed over some of the, the things that are going on within the club, and, of course, the uh, update on the Guy Fox uh, world. Um, so, th- you know what? We're going to take our first quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back at you with, uh, <laughs> well, possibly some American politics and definitely COVID in our game and a bunch of other things, so stay around, okay? Uh, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of... Sherwood Park District Soccer Association will be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. And we're back. Thanks to Dano's count-in. Thanks, Dano. Producing
2: this whole thing too. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Uh,
0: You don't produce it as well. (laughs) No,
2: in fairness, shout out to D-Dubs. He does a fantastic job setting up this podcast Uh, and running it. Fairness to you. We try and make
0: things, you know... Nice and smooth for Dano. So, um, you're listening to Sherwood Park Soccer Association Soccer Talk in the Park. Perfect time to say soccer. Soccer, American version. Yeah, we're going to talk a little American elections here, just to sort of get a, a feel for you know everyone's perspective and just what they're thinking uh, as as far as what they're watching on TV. So again, in here with me is Dano D and Sean. And yeah, I'll just open it up quickly to a, a couple of couple of seconds worth of American elections.
3: If I can start, I mean, yeah, there's a great show on TV called Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> <And> serious, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> people, <laughs> this could be a great storyline in Coronation Street. I mean, it's it's <laughs> so entertaining watching what's going on down in down in America. I mean, obviously we've all been to the states and, and we love going there, but my goodness, it's crazy.
0: I, I, I yeah, I just don't know what to say. I like it's amazing how wall to wall all the news stations are with this. And it's Canadian and American like CBC yeah. too, like CBC's yeah. news is just like all over it. And I'm trying to think, would there have been much of a difference without COVID?
2: Much of a difference in what sense? And
0: just how it's happened. Did you think it would have been, you know, do you think it wouldn't be as nail biting and down to the wire as it is? Well, I is? think
2: part of it is mail in ballots, right? So the COVID probably played a part in that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right? So, so
0: if there was, if there was no COVID, would be, would be, would we be even having a discussion? I think you still would. You, you think I, so? Yeah. Uh,
3: I, I don't know. I think COVID has played a massive For role sure. in what's happened down there, um, as you said, the mail in ballots, but just the way it, it has been handled well by by Trump. Yeah. Right? I mean. I think that really, really hurt him. But in the end, the pollsters were wrong. They said Biden was going to win quite easily. and, yeah, and it's, it's neck and it's, neck. It's, it's nail-biting, you know I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, I've been in and out, like, the last couple of days of it. But it looked like Biden's about to win it with Nevada or if it's Arizona. But it's like, I keep looking at the TV, and it's just, it's just not counted up yet or whatever the case is. So. <laughs> well, and
0: that, yeah. I don't think it is counted up. And I think depending on which news outlet yeah. you're watching, has a tendency to lean have their, their own in. sort of numbers. And I think the uh, the Canadian ones, the news ones, that are pretty stable and flatline as far as how they've delivered mm-hmm. the message. I think CNN has been pretty close to flatline as well, where all the others are. Oh,
3: no, no, CNN. Are they, are they, they out, are out of whack too? total Demo- Democrats, yeah. I mean, well, no, got, I'm just saying the numbers. Got to numbers combat are, 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 is that the what Fox, they're saying?
0: Right? I'm, I'm just thinking numbers in general. Oh, just not,
1: yeah. So, yeah. Well, CNN's got a combat fox right foxes like the other side of things but i don't know i think that um in the country is split like that's insane and that's you're pretty talking, obvious yeah you're like you're talking about like percentages even got coming down to like points of percentages mm-hmm. you know like it's unbelievable to see how the things but i think one of the positive things for that country is that they've had the biggest um voter turnout mm-hmm. ever
2: yeah, yeah biden's received i think the most votes ever for a, a president yeah. right so our presidential candidate but yeah it's just it's interesting everything that's gone on in 2020 you know globally let alone in the states with the black lives matter movement and there's just it's coming to a head with the election i guess so i we'll guess we'll see what happens but it looks like it could go on a few days more potentially even it's going to go on
1: for a few months more i feel
0: well, well especially uh, if, you, if, if you think about the uh all the all the lawsuits that uh the Republican side of things is, well, is coming the up. The lawyers
3: right. are getting richer down in the United States right now. For yeah. sure. For
0: sure. Well, well, we'll hear more about it, I'm sure, during the week. And, and and some of you out there might be fed up with it. So um, so we won't talk about it anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. On, to, on to COVID and other Shifting things. Shifting gears. Um, so we were going to talk about COVID in our game. Um, from a professional standpoint, we're lucky enough to still see football on TV and um and we'll and we'll get into more about the outcome of games and matches and leagues and all that uh, towards the end of the show but just in general um i mean a, a part of what we're going to get into is talking about masks as well and the 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 playing and masks and could you play in a mask because we have cohorts and things now if you wear a mask are you able to play in multiple cohorts I mean, I know it's kind of the way it's been coaching-wise um, that if we wear our masks and keep our distance, different for players because you obviously you're getting into tackles, you're shoulder-to-shoulder, uh, even if you're wearing a mask, who knows? Um,
3: well, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. You know, Sure. I'm, Luckily, I've been involved with walking soccer here in Edmonton right now. Scored a few goals, which I didn't in, in my hmm. career, but <laughs> you know, got a couple of man in the matches, and then, nice. I, and then I was diddy of the week last week cause I was. Oh, you got that well. award? Oh. I did, Yeah, I was diddy of the week. So, um, it's it's difficult to play with a mask. I mean, I just unless you're a goalkeeper. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, hey! Yeah. hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's difficult. I mean, I just I just can't see us starting to play games with masks. I mean, there's no point in playing the game if that's the case, And it's, it's, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny because uh, doing some research on it yesterday and seeing a lot of these American groups that are, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, I feel bad now because I can't remember the state, but one of the governors has mandated that all the football, soccer, all the different high school things, games, have to wear masks when they play. So there's video you can see of, of people wearing masks as they play. Um, and there's a couple of doctors reports that said that it's not uh, detrimental to your health to wear a mask as you perform any sort of high performance level. Um, yeah, it's, it, they, it's the doctors were saying it's more in your head than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. And it's,
2: and it's habit as well. Even when you coach, you know, as I'm adjusting my mask now, we say, <laughs> you know, well, I can go in multi sports or, or multiple cohorts cause I've got my mask on. Right. But, you try and do the best you can and you're adjusting to the new norm, right? There's times you might move your mask, step away from, you know, the players or the athletes to try and get a message across, but it's, it's difficult at times. It's challenging and making sure you're yeah. keeping your distance, but you get a reminder. I mean, even this week we had some girls within our program that I was working with to say, Oh, they got to, you know, there's a COVID case in their class. They've got to isolate. Right. And you got to think, got to keep your distance and just take precautions. Right. Yeah. Cause it's getting, getting a little worse in the province for sure.
0: And one of the stories was uh in, out of the States again, uh with regards to playing with masks was the the coach when it would rain in some of these southern states where they're wearing these masks the mask gets wet all of a sudden it becomes this big wad yeah. over your you know where you breathe yeah so how do you cope with that
3: i mean I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some innovation with masks moving forward where it'll be like a plastic type of mask that's going to allow you to breathe as close to normal as you can yeah you know, so in that situation obviously if once they improve the standard of the masks, then possibly we we could play with masks. See Nike
2: or Adidas mass producing something or yeah, yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. It'll
0: but, it'll be interesting to see for sure because I I mean I think we've been pretty we've been pretty good. I mean playing within the cohorts. If you go to switch cohorts, you have a fourteen day period in between before mm-hmm. they play. Just the way these schedules have been set up and that must have been mind bending to see how these schedules get set up. Well, we've even gone through it to a certain extent, right? With you guys
2: in outdoor and indoor and whatnot. And then, you know, with the grassroots and community. So that's a challenge, but I think we've we've come out the other side so far to start the indoor season. Well, and then you look
0: at the schedules and the teams playing and and there's some good games, good, you know, it's just, again, it's just getting back to somewhat normality with regards to our sport and and seeing um, the kids within our club getting, getting some action.
3: I was talking to a, a TD from um, Abbotsford, BC, uh, Ian Knight. And what they're doing there is they're, they, they're having four team cohorts. Mm-hmm. So their roster sizes, and it's t- 50 people like we do as well within a cohort. So now their roster sizes are like 12 players, 13 players, no, 12 players. Uh, so four, four teams of 12 playing 11 a side. And I said, well, what we're doing here is we're, we're going two-team cohorts, so you can have up to 25 people per, per team, basically. Play, play for two weeks, have a, week, have a 14 days off, and then play again after the 14 days with, with, a, with a new team. And uh, I think what we've done here is better than what they're doing in BC. Because you could imagine you have squads of 18 players, you now have to cut players down to 12. I mean, that's, that's not right.
0: I I, uh, I think it's that I don't think that's beneficial for the players or for the no, club itself. Not at all. So.
3: so I think the way Emsa and Issa and Edsa, Ian Edmonton and Calgary Minor and and Cusa C W S A down in down in, down in Calgary and in all the other, other districts in the province have done a good job uh, at creating the cohort model that we have. Uh, I know it that's not the best if it's if there's a, a buy team buy team every week, but you know, to me, I think the districts have done a great job uh, creating this this type of league structure, and the kids are loving it, you know. Yeah.
0: And I know we're just into it with the community side of it, but, I mean, it's it's kind of the same scenario where they, they'll they play for two weeks and they're off for a week. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the age group. So uh, if you look at our, our nines and 11s where we get into um, playing games, mm-hmm. uh, when, it's, when I say that, I mean like the full full length game in the indoor soccer field. Um, we've got them on a rotation where they're uh, a training session in a preferred training model one week, and then the next week they play uh, a game uh, within their cohort. So um, right now, I think it's beneficial. We wanted to make the decision to, to make sure that we gave the opportunity for those, those developmental age groups to have more time to be on the ball uh, in a dedicated curriculum uh, with, with, with training session plans for the coaches. Um, and then as we get into the older age groups, thirteen up, it was about you know trying to get m- more games in, trying to get more people on the p- on the field as we can uh, within the numbers that we had re- registering. But um, I think it's been working good for the parameters that we have, right? I mean, unfortunately, we need we need more space. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, <laughs> we we can we could be a lot we could be a lot better even within the structure that we have because I think we've got an outstanding structure the way that we think we've set things up here, but. We're limited in other areas.
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's <clears throat> and that just goes without saying. If you yeah. if you have the proper facilities, I think you see things flourish at a greater level and uh, and more um, over overall. And and I know we're all sort of in situations where we're working towards that goal of of, of doing something here in the park, at least to to have have something that's going to be you know a little more substantial for the membership in particular um, um
1: yeah if i could if i digress from that i think that you know we we're talking a little bit about covid and we're talking about a little bit of the protocols and things like that and i'm not sure if uh, we all want this to get back to normal as, as soon as we can we're working within the parameters that we have and um and I, th- I think that maybe we should we should look at some other things as well too just to you know talk within the within the group maybe within the province about um a collective protocols to see you know we we talk about 14-day quarantines and things like that. uh, Maybe we can, you know, start opening the door to ask a little bit more questions about how we can try to reduce that number within different protocols if this continues to go on for more months and and years. So we're not, we can have some sort of a, a little bit of a, a structure where maybe we can, you know, pull players and put them in the right environments.
3: But that's something to discuss in the future, right? Yeah. That's so dependent on the AHS though. I mean, it's nothing to do with the sport itself. Exactly. Um, you know, those are the rules in place and we have to abide by them. So uh, right. if they have evidence that they can reju- reduce that, that number, then they will look to do that, I'm pretty sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, they want to get this province open and, and running. Um, I think AHS have done a good job. I think Alberta Soccer and the districts have done a great job, and and, and the clubs are listening to those guidelines and, uh, you know, working with players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's going to be pros and cons to, to everything that goes on here while the COVID uh, is is still amongst us, both with the, the mask situation we talked about earlier and then just the decision-making on how things will operate. Um, shifting gears here a little bit, we're going to go to... Uh, How do teams cope? And I know the three of us had a bit of a discussion about this the other day, but how do do teams truly cope with having two goalkeepers on their side? Now, obviously, it makes sense. You're going to have two just in case one gets injured, you have a backup, um, or you play two. Um, You know, one plays one game, one plays the other game, you split them during the game, and one plays one half, one plays the second half so just throwing it out there some some thoughts in in regards to uh, keepers which is the best position of course we all know (laughs) Um, but just how how should we think about it what should we be thinking about when you have multiple players in the same position
2: I can give you a little bit of my background as a goalkeeper (laughs) if you want so (laughs)
0: You know, fire like away, know, old,
2: older brother, I was always going in the sticks uh-huh. in the backyard, but absolutely loved playing as a keeper until it got to a real game. I think it was maybe U10 community out in Spruce Grove telling my dad, you got to put me in net in the second half. I'm ready to go. Got a goalie jersey. Thought I'm the bee's knees, right? Four goals later. And I thought, no, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't cut out for me. And the ride home was, yeah, no more goalkeeper for me. So I'll maybe shift it over to you. Cause that's your oh, expertise. Man. So Well,
0: for me, it's it's uh, it, it really depends on the age group. Now, I'm by no means throwing this out there for anybody under the age of, uh, let's say, U13 and up is where I would like to see some transition. Where if you have been putting your keepers in for a half, and in those younger age groups, and the hope is amongst us as coaches is that everybody gets a chance to play every position mm-hmm. and a variety of positions to both lend itself to, to understanding and to uh, retaining what goes on on the field and l- learning what all the different positions are like. Um, and then as you get older, you can become a little bit more specific in the areas you want to play in. So through your coaches and, and what they see in you, um, you know, uh, they'll make the decisions where they think you should play. You can always make the suggestion as a player, but the reality of it is players are probably capable of paying more than one position and there might be something that you know players don't see that other coaches see um, where they want players to play in another position. That being said, as far as the goalkeeping goes, you get under that under 12, under 11, under 10, it's the rotation should happen all the time. Different half, different keeper in goal. Um, but when they get to that U13 level and you've got a 12-year-old keeper, someone who wants to be more specific in the position, then that's what we should be doing is, is catering a little bit more to those position-specific goalkeepers. And if you happen to have two of them on the team, I think for a learning purpose and from playing the game, I think the game is one of the greatest teachers in itself. So it would be, in my books, way better to see each keeper play a single game than the next game you switch them out. Um, And it even changes as you get older. All of a sudden, it's, it's not just about playing anymore. It's about... Uh, playing and hopefully winning um, would be your ultimate goal as you get into the higher levels and older stages. And at that point, um, now you're dealing with who's playing the best at the time. So much like we said in in earlier podcasts where you have to bring bring as much as you can as an athlete to a training session, Work your butts off. I'll, I'll never forget in our first podcast. Sean, you were talking about we were talking about what what it takes to be great. And it's that consistency in both your training, your attitude, everything that comes into it that makes you that next level player. And it's uh, it's no different for goalkeepers as it is for any other player on the on the field. Um, so you have to bring it every every weekend.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in regards to having two goalkeepers on on a squad when we're developing players, uh, I agree. I think the keeper should be in for the full game rather than half a game, then come mm-hmm. out and new one go in. But that second goalkeeper, if possible, should be playing out, you know, because the, the game has changed for goalkeepers in particular. For sure. You know, the, they, they use their feet probably 90% of the time and 10% they use their hands. So they have to be, um, co- have quality feet to become a good goalkeeper. So if we can play them out mm-hmm. and they start to get more time on the ball uh, with their feet, they start to learn learn different positions, and uh, you know what people think as a centre back, or what people think as a full back, or centre forward, whatever. It's going to make them a better goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's important if we can that they get to the play out, not just go sit on the bench and not do anything, but. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can play, then then they should.
0: Yeah, and throwing that out there. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to be able to spend quite a bit of time with Steph LeBay, and that was one of her things. Until she was under seventeen, she said she would split, you know, and play one game, and then the next game she'd play out.
2: Let me guess, as a striker, right?
0: I don't know, but we had that conversation. Most too. keepers
2: want to be a striker. Yeah, they all want to be forwards, don't I, they? Yeah. I,
1: I 100% agree with Sean, and I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, a keeper of mine that I had, you know, a few years. A few years back now, and I'll tell you this. She was an unbelievable goalkeeper, but an even better striker. Huh. I'm not even kidding you. She would make runs, way, like the quality of runs, the timing of her runs that she would make was better than any striker that I had on the field. That's awesome. Awesome. Unbelievable.
3: Well, going back a few years, I mean, Campos from Mexico was oh, a great oh, example. Oh. You know, his, his feet were unbelievable. Unreal. You know, and he, and yeah. he played... Professionally out as well as in goal early on in his career. Uh, but he was, you know, just a world class goalkeeper who was as good as, center, you know, the best center fours in the world. I mean, he was a similar type of player and that made him that much of, of a better goalkeeper.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. Vandazar was another one that I used to love to death when he was mm-hmm. started at Fulham and ended up at Man U or whatever and, and started with, you know, Ajax before that. And, uh, yeah. What's, his foot skills were incredible.
3: What's the Colombian keeper again? Higuita. Higuita. Who oh, the did The Scorpion, Scorpion, Scorpion yeah, yeah. against England. Rambly, yeah. Rambly, yeah. He
0: yeah. was another quality player. I think he was Absolutely. had some uh, external interests that didn't jive with the sport and got himself into some trouble that way, but fantastic player and capable, so capable with his feet.
1: Yeah. You I know? think the, in the modern day, I think you would look at, I'd, I'd look at Ederson from Man City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I look, I'm amazed at some of the distribution, the distribution yeah. that guy can have, um, you know, making a 45-yard, you know, ball an inch two off the ground onto, you know, into a midfielder's foot on a dead rope. And I'm just like, oh, my God. How you even have, you know, how do you even have to do that in a game, you in, in the mm-hmm. Premier League? And it's just amazing. Just uh, to well, see I, it. it's you know, crazy. and
0: that is just practice, practice, practice. Yeah, I amazing. mean, to be able to... That, that's I remember seeing different keepers would have they'd have bins garbage bins set up all over the field and that was their session for the morning was taking goal kicks and trying to land them inside these bins yeah, or get it as easy. close as possible it was incredible to see incredible.
1: So now that being said about like goalkeepers playing with their feet, like how do you adapt that into your training uh, when you're training goalkeepers? Is that a a big emphasis for you?
0: You know what? It's it's a little bit different when you're actually running goalkeeping sessions. I think when I get around teams and I'm working with their keepers in the team, I try and suggest to the coaching staff that they start every um, drill that they do. If it's a possession drill, start it from your keeper. If it's... uh, You know, a passing drill when you're trying to do some sort of pattern play. Again, start it from your goalkeeper. Um, You know, even if it's not uh, directly involved with the pattern you're trying to play with, let them play with their feet and play it out. Uh, I oftentimes, when you do rondos at the beginning, it's Mm -hmm. don't put the keepers in the corner. Have them in there doing the rondos with you. problem
3: with that, though, D-Dub, is Most of the time, the keepers will be in the middle because they're not very good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not too far off, but I've seen some of the opposites. I've seen some really good quality keepers with their feet. But yeah, uh, the more they can get touches on the ball, the better they're going to become as players. I tell you right now, long, long dead is the term where you would put the least... Uh, least physically fit or the least uh, <laughs> soccer-minded Athletic, yeah. player in the goal. That's yeah. that's done. That's so over with. The athlete that ends up in goal is almost your best best athlete. Well, it have to be. It's
3: funny, you know. A lot of coaches talk about the spine of a team. You know, center forward, center back, center uh, center forward, central midfield player, center back, and goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, they're generally the first one, first one, the team sheet yeah. and you need a quality goalkeeper to have a quality side with the chance to, to win games when you get to that, that stage of the game.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and on that note with keepers being the top dog in the, uh, football world, uh, we're going to take our next break. And, uh, when we come back, guess what we're talking. Yeah. Little EPL, little pro action is what we're going to talk about. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. I'm going to leave that in just because it sounded great. That's cool! Wow, production. Hey, I could throw that on my resume. Production, baby! Time. And you know why it's production? It's because it's soccer talk in the park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Diego Vender, Dan O'Drummond, and Sean Lother in here to give you the gears, I'll let yeah, you know what's uh, what.
3: Seriously, Dan, I have to say it was very impressive the way you did that. You just you fitted it out. Wow, I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> the, I got, I'm gonna have to play this back. It, I always, I always used to do this three, two, one, and then we'd come back. Live and I've got, like, Dano, it's his program anyways. Um, so Dano started doing it himself, and he, he just impressively did the count in. Just and came you know, to me, I don't know. But don't it, know. Was <laughs> it, it was a faded count. It was very, very good. Um, so, yeah, final topics. The one, everyone, and I actually printed out tables for... Well, three leagues. <laughs> I feel bad now because as soon as we're sitting here and, and Sean's sort of like, oh, what about this league? What about this league?
1: I'll pull up La Liga. And he's
0: absolutely correct. So we are going to talk a little pro soccer right now, in particular the things that we've been watching on zone. I don't know. if Is TSN and Sportsnet? Because I don't have them anymore. I can't even see that. So that's okay. D's going to be our… Uh, La Liga. La Liga and uh, League One guy today. Just because he's got his phone turned on. And
3: I'm disappointed that you don't have the and Northern League in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could get involved in that. Come on in. Have a seat. Oh, he wants so in. About the he wants in. Yeah. Talk about the Bundesliga. We have, we're just about to talk Bundesliga, so you can come on in if you want. Andreas Schillen is at the door here, and he's, uh, he's poked his head in to say hi and, and say, Blaubeeren. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, and now I've poked fun at him, so he's leaving. I, I, that's just not right. That's not right.
2: Italian league, I could give you a 30-second summary of what I know so well, far. Well, you know, we've
0: been getting... Who's, we've who's been getting the second some, team? Yeah. <laughs> Sassuolo. I think they've struggled before. I looked at the sheet and my eyes went big. I'm like, what are yeah, they doing up there? We've been getting the gears from uh, one of our board members in regards to not saying anything about Syria. A. So let's start with Syria. A. You've got the top five teams. AC Milan, number one. How do you even pronounce I, You know, I should have worn Sassoulo. glasses. Sassuolo. uh. uh Really? They're number
1: two. Ibra's, Ibra's there in the AC Milan. Space. Ibra's there. Yeah. Ibra's back with is AC he? Milan, and no, he's yeah. absolutely killing it.
0: Oh, man. two for Ibra. Yeah. I like to see is that.
1: Is he like 45 now? Like, how old is he? How huh. Okay, can we just say, like, how is Ibra not won a Ballon d'Or? Like, I'm sorry.
2: Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like that's, how has he not won one? He's it, been an unbelievable player for I'm like, sure in his own mind he has. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you hear he's him won a six. <laughs> if, if,
2: if D can even pull up the goals, but his goals records with AC Milan is the reason they're up there right now. He's really? absolutely killing it. I Actually,
3: mean, there's, there's quite a few new names on this league. This is the first time I've seen the league in probably 10 years because I don't really like Italian football. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Juve in third, though. Juve's <laughs> we'll there. We'll <get>
0: that out. <laughs> Atalanta, they're, they're, you've, I've heard of them. Napoli, I've heard of. But spezia. Right.
3: What's spez- who's Spezia? Spezia? Where is that? I don't know. Can it, we Google it? sounds <laughs> like it passed the special. <laughs> is hey? it all the way so, to 100-mile
0: house in BC? Oh, no, that's Spasm. Sorry. Crouton at the bottom. <laughs> 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 You're yeah, right, Cretan. You know, I, I think guys, we're supposed to talk <laughs> yeah, about the Italian. I was, league. I was just gonna say, you know, and
2: we've lost our
1: Italian, Italian, uh, <laughs> our Italian listeners.
0: Gonna give us the gears. Someone really in Sicily is just closed down their laptop. <laughs> hey, laptop. What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, I, I've I've seen some of the games on uh, on Dizone that they've got. They've got the Syria A League there going on. So. Um, when I'm making my French toast, I'll have it on the background. But you know, uh, it's it's Atalanta's it's, it's been a Atalanta's been a surprise though um,
2: the last few years. But they just played Liverpool this week and got who beat up five nil.
0: So, oh, uh, so who do yeah. who, who they play? Yeah. <laughs> Some team in red. Some <laughs> team in red. Um, but the, the games are fun to watch. I, I, I don't mind that. Although our friend uh, from Juve, and that's probably why Juve's in thirties had to miss two or three games, hasn't he? Our friend, yeah, our friend Cristiano, with uh, he had a little COVID uh, thing going on, so
1: yeah, I missed two Champions League game and, and maybe a couple.
2: That's another one. Like I know we talk about Zlatan, but the shape and the physical peak performance that a guy like Ronaldo's in is just unbelievable. Isn't that he, crazy? He's my age, so I just like. Keep skipping past Instagram to be like, my
0: goodness, like he's a machine. I so. look at the candy on your desk and I know why <laughs> the fitness isn't there. But that's, a, that's a whole I, different ball of wax. You know what
3: though? I, I think he struggle at walking soccer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like, he's like, he Big lad like that? If, if you're that fit, you can't do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's, it's uh, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> let's just shift gears to the Bundesliga. Um,
3: that's it for the italian league well i don't know what else to
0: say i don't actually get a chance to watch well no napoli of the napoli's
1: never normally a front runner but i mean you know doing not doing as well lost gonzalo Higuain. um he's gone to mls now so
0: yeah fiorentina's mid-table aren't they usually up there
2: there's always some interesting games in the Sierra. i went there in 20, 20 2012 Sierra maybe it's the mask
0: no, no, go ahead. I'm, no. I'm listening. I thought it was
2: banter, you know, no. when you're staring at me that long. I thought it's banter. <laughs> Usually banter involves words coming out, not hey, just the look. Fair enough. Um, I watched Inter Milan versus, I can't recall the other team, and maybe that's the problem with this Serie but it was 5-4. Live game, 5-4. I couldn't believe I went to Italy and saw nine goals in a game. Right? That's, I was expecting nil nil or something like that. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. San Siro. That's where I went. So San Siro. Awesome. Yeah. How nice is that? The old, old stadium, but it was just, it was amazing just to be in there, just
0: so the stands. And I, I it's, it's, it's a place I'd love to go to. I'd love to go. Have anybody been to Italy? You been to no. it? You've been to Italy? Andreas Schillen has been to Italy. Oh, now he's saying, Oh, no, he well, said, of, oh course. of course. Yeah. Uh, I got there, Miles, of course. <laughs> exactly. Well,
3: actually, that's a, that's a good uh, discussion we could have. What's the best stadium I've been to? Mm.
1: Anfield. Ah. We
2: Anfield could end it with White Hart, White Hart Lane, so. <laughs> yeah the old one or the new one <laughs> yeah, maybe the new one, we, the new
0: no, one is, I, I like that idea maybe the next podcast we'll that will talk stadiums and different we'll keep different that places. one that'll clark be a great topic. stadium <laughs> great.
3: yeah,
0: just yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with clark man <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, i think that's a fantastic idea it's a great
2: idea byron's first dortmund second it's 2020 could be 2012 and yeah. you know what and we've also same, g-
0: same. Uh, just to sort of get on to a little bit we're going to uh We're actually going to try and do this now twice a month. Uh, I know we've been doing it once a month, at least getting a, a podcast in. And I think timing and timeframes being what they are with COVID, we might be able to get two in, which will be greatly appreciated by the listeners out there. I know I get asked on a weekly basis when we've only been doing them once a month, when's the next one, When's the next one. So
2: are you able to get um, out maybe your email address for anybody that is listening? Cause you know, jokes aside, we do have some very random
0: countries listening. It'd be really cool. If uh, they were able it's, to. It's amazing. Uh, um, maybe that's something we can throw up on the <laughs> throw up. <yeah. laughs> no, it's not a barfy show. Um, I, I can throw up something on, I'm wondering whether I can do it all. I, I can definitely In do the it graphics,
1: here. Something like that. Graphics?
0: Well, I mean, it, we actually use the platform SoundCloud to upload our, our podcasts. So I think through there I can. And even at the end of the show. Just, Cause you know, it it, you know, there is a place you can message. When you listen to this podcast, you can actually, 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 it's the mask is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually um, message through the podcast. So, Feel free to message us. Let us know if you want to hear something about the, the area you live worldwide. in. Worldwide. Prague. Worldwide. Prague. We Africa. <laughs> you know, for those Czech We've people that were listening, yep. the Thai people that have been listening to yep. us. In love it. Taipei. Love it. Love it. All right. Shifting gears. Are we okay with the, uh, do you want us to touch a little more on uh, Italy there, sir? No?
3: No, it's good. It's good.
0: All right. On to the Bundesliga.
3: Oh, I so, thought I touched on it.
0: Yeah. So I've actually got a high uh, high sign from uh, our friend Andreas who could probably touch base at uh, you probably see more Bundesliga games than the rest of us here. Um, so, it, it, does this look accurate? The top five teams that are in here with Bayern, number one, Dortmund, second, RB Leipzig. Leipzig. Leipzig.
1: I just, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Leipzig. The whole RB franchise. You know, they got Leipzig in Germany. You know, they have uh, what's the other one there in in um, Austria. 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 Yeah. Salzburg. I just they they're just they're breeding players, 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 players. I think that um, Eric Helland, that's playing there for Dortmund, came from the Salzburg uh, team. Transferred over to Dortmund, and kids from Norway. And it's just oh man, lighting it up, lighting it up. It's quite Dortmund.
0: the development league, isn't it? In general, don't you think? With some some of these things, you you see a lot of kids come from the German league, and they end up in the other leagues. But you think
3: th- the Bundesliga is a developmental league?
0: I don't. Well, no. I know it's a top-flight league, but I'm just saying you s- tend to see players moving more from German teams to to different, like to the EPL and and things like that.
1: I think getting their foot in the door, like maybe in the sense of that aspect, yeah. I mean, look, you look at you know a guy like Jaden Sh- uh, Sancho, who's from England, had to move to Germany to get his you know to get a look, for, in, to to at get a look in in the Dortmund, and now he's. Plast is one of the you know most rated English strikers, but he never never played a professional minute, I don't think in in England. Premier yeah, League, yeah. Know? So, um, I think the Premier League, since the tr- like since the transition of getting transferred players in from all over the world, you're, you're looking at that that hub of, of the of the of England there, and and you're seeing more people. You know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go try Germany. I'll go try Italy. I'll go try this and try to get myself in the door. Right. So, because um, there's think certain
0: certain place certain countries you can actually get into. A little bit easier are they not? Like I'm I'm pretty yeah, sure st-
3: I mean to get into Germany is easier than getting into England for sure. Yeah. From Canada. A, a
1: yeah. lot of people go to Germany first, even from it, also elsewhere around. You know, over it. Scandinavian countries, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
3: I think it's to do with hockey actually. I think there's a Really? A, there's an agreement between Canada and some of the countries that, you know, pros can go over and play hockey and mm-hmm. vice versa. Come.
2: That's how we got Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> exactly. a great trade, I thought, yeah. you know.
0: Bag of Balls is probably oh, doing great in Germany right now. Bag of Balls. <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, I, I, I worked with a, a gentleman when I was uh, back in my radio days working for CKLW 98 and Rock 101. Classic Rock, five in a row. Um, still working for them or no? <laughs> no, no, I'm not working for him. But his, his club, he was a, a huge fan of Freiburg. And uh, I... I I used to I used to follow them a little bit, and, but they were up and they were down, and then they would be up again. And I, I see. The, is, I'm, I'm hoping it's the same team. They're they're 13th in the Bundesliga right now. They, is it a different team?
3: Sorry? No, same team, but they're always every year they losing players. They're losing oh, they lose players, players? every year. Uh, they're bigger clubs just buying the players uh, away from. Players. Ah, they're so still it, managing somehow. They're
2: Nice, Schalke struggling. Hey, in seventeenth, Schalke struggling. Wow, they were a bit
1: of a
0: bigger name. A few years ago, no, like Europa League and whatnot, Schalke. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Even that'll be p- that'll
0: be part. We'll, we'll we'll definitely have Andreas. We'll we'll put a microphone in front of him for for the stadium, state our stadium show the next one, and, and talk always, about that.
1: I always liked. Borussia Mönchengladbach. I just love the name. I don't know what it is. I, I used to like it. because when I, when I was a child awesome.
0: growing up, and they didn't really have all the football they've got on TV like they do now, the only thing you could watch Saturday mornings on TSM Channel 9. No, it was, like, it was like public television, and they would have <laughs> German soccer on TV. You'd get like an hour of like clips of all these different games, and that was all you could watch. But it was like... Wow, soccer on TV, this yeah. is cool.
3: <laughs> 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 well, um, a couple of stories on Gladback. Was it Gunter Netzer? that the? A great player. He would play for B- Mönchengladbach, seen him play, not live, but playing against Liverpool, actually, in the European Cup, et cetera. Um, and then Rob Friend from Canada went over and played for Gladback as well, yep. So uh, based in Kelowna, where, where he grew up. And Matthias? Yes. Well, oh, good amazing. players. I'm, I'm
2: interested to hear this podcast with a, a faint German accent. Yeah, and that <laughs> faint voice you yeah, hear in the background awesome.
0: is Andreas Schillen. Yeah. Two weeks from now, he'll have his own uh, spot here. He's ready to go. And you'll remember him uh, from a few years back in chilling with a chillin'. Great <laughs> segment. <laughs> it was a fantastic segment. We only did it once. He spoke German and we giggled and then that was it. He needs to be on here more often though.
1: And Jordan Jordan Stewart won a mug or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there, a scarf. There you go. And a scarf. And there there a goes. scarf. That's right. <laughs> So uh, yeah. are we are we good with Germany? Sorry. Yeah, hey, I <laughs>
1: wanted to I wanted to mention uh, the I know that I'm going to give a a little props to the the CPL teams and, and things like that a little bit. Um Forge FC or just uh, has been competing in the um CONCACAF League, Champions which League. Uh, which is to try to get a berth into the CONCACAF Champions League and they played their first match, won their first match, played their round of 16 match uh last uh, the other day here and and got a you know injury time PK to get a win uh, over a Panamanian side and and you know what it's you know I'm FC Edmonton through and through because you know that's the city that I live in and that's the you know the team that I support but you gotta you gotta put it on on the on the map for Forge FC when yeah. when they're representing our country as a you know inaugural kind of intro to. Well, just Canadian the, just soccer. The new, the new league just, to Canadian hmm, soccer, yeah. Just amazing to see, you know, how, how that's happening down there and they're able to go into these, you know, um, into Panama and I think they were in El Salvador the other week,
3: a couple weeks before and mm-hmm. and, go are, and win. They have very hostile environments I to yeah, go in I was win. just going to so, I mean, yeah. extremely hostile. That's, yeah.
0: that's, uh, that's great for them. That's, and it's fantastic for the country. It's oh, yeah. probably amazing.
2: a bit of a relief if there's no fans, right? True the, enough. True Canadian enough. Teams.
1: And oh. and the games are on TV. On national TV.
0: TSN,
2: right?
1: TSN, yeah. That was awesome.
0: You have to subscribe to TSN to see it, though. (laughs) 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 TSN Uncle Darren's not quite there yet. (laughs) Um, Moving on. EPL action. Let's do it. English Premier League. I'm going to let you guys deal with this because you guys are the kings. Honestly, from a
2: general perspective, the start of this season has probably been 2020 in a nutshell. Like Aston Villa beating Liverpool, I think it was 7-2. 7-2. Spurs being United 6-1, normal normal thing, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> just wacky scores. Leicester beating City 5-2. Um, there's just been some crazy scores. You look at the table. Southampton's up there. Everton's had a great start. Look at um, Newcastle, mid-table. Take that, hey. Yeah, court, right, right behind Cal- Man City. <laughs> Callum Wilson, right? right so. Man City's just ahead of you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know.
3: But it's definitely, you know... No crowds at the games has had a massive impact on big results. Uh, more goals are getting scored. You know, the players aren't as tight and worked up as the way they are when they have mm-hmm. big crowds. United is them. struggling.
2: Seven points minus four goal difference. You know what? not
0: Isn't Isn't the money that they get driven by crowds or – TV, well, is TV, TV, or TV, or is TV, TV, and sponsorships TV where yeah, the money comes from. from. Mm-hmm. I heard someone talking, and and sorry, I didn't. Want, I don't mean to change the subject, but because uh, I just think, how are these players continuing to get their three hundred thousand pounds per week? Um, you know,
2: yeah, I'm worried about them too. God, yeah, I God don't know. forbid they get less. <laughs>
0: uh, but I think of those rights, for example, and I think of the rights in Canada for hockey somebody said it's like $750 million that goes, they get from television rights and it's 200 million in the States. So imagine if the seven Canadian teams shared in the Canadian rights and all the rest of the American teams had to share off that 200 million instead of the combination, which is what they do. Um, our Canadian teams would never have issues (laughs) because that's where the money's driven by our country. It seems for that sport. Anyway, I I was just, I I was just thinking because of all the empty stands and because players not getting a chance to really get jived up about it, you know, how does that monetarily figure into? Well, I mean, it's,
3: it's, it's a bad situation for the, not the players or the coaching staff or senior management. It's for the people that work, Mm -hmm. the security and, the Parking,
2: you know, game day management, concessions, get, get, getting your bovril yeah. and meat pie. Yeah,
3: getting the bovril and meat pies. You know, I mean, that's that's part of the culture of the sport. I mean, we need those bovril and meat pies and <laughs> have it have a good laugh with the person that serves uh, the bovril and meat pies and yeah. have a giggle, whatever. You know, that's uh, that's not getting done, and that's that's not good for the game or that, or those people. And oh, I yeah.
1: and I think it's it's changed mat- uh, massively as well too, like how you know they view the game over there for us i mean we're we're watching it on tv all the time but i think you guys have mentioned before that some of those games are not uh, broadcast on live tv and what i've heard is that um that now they are doing a pay-per-view for every match Mm -hmm. over there that you have to now pay uh online or whatever it is to 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 14.99
2: pounds for most of the games it's unbelievable there's a lot of people that are just boycotting it and giving well, it to charity Yeah, that's like what that. they've
3: done in Newcastle is quite a lot of people have said, no, we're going to give that money to charity. We're, mm-hmm. not, we're not going to pay that pay-per-view fee. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Isn't that the same price as uh, <laughs> a quarter pounder with cheese meal there, £14.99? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Might be. I don't know. You're looking at me like I don't have the answer for I, you. I don't. I, I don't know. You can mind.
3: actually buy a lot of fireworks at 14 no, <laughs> just,
0: yes. You'd have to be standing around a pub for a long yeah. time, though, I'm sure. <laughs> um, have you got anything to say about... Uh, any yeah. the champi- Champions League stuff, or do you want to well, talk I, more about the...
1: I just, I, you know, I just look at uh, the way that we started the season. Again, top of the table, you know, had a, had a crazy run of VAR, and I'm going to bring VAR into the conversation because I think it's not just us. I think across the, the Premier League, um, they haven't got it right yet. They haven't got it right with how they're dealing with VAR, and... And some of the decisions that they're coming about, and 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 how they're dealing with offsides, and how they're dealing with some of the things that, um, that could be red card offenses or whatever it is, is it's mind-boggling that that uh, yeah. more mean, four officials and somebody in the VAR booth can't uh, get it right. Uh,
3: my opinion, I think goal line technology is great. Uh, we, we needed that in the top leagues, but uh, get rid of VAR. I mean. Part of the game is there's a controversy about talking that, you know, that, sh- that should have been a foul, that should have been a, a penalty. But to have some eye in the sky telling the referees what's, you know, they made a bad decision, they should have give, give that that penalty, I think it's wrong, you know. That's just my personal that? opinion.
0: Yeah, well, how hard is that on a referee, though? Because anytime the DAR light goes on or whatever it is, they have to go check – how much does that play into your mind as a referee? That uh, another question you might. Well,
2: call. it's it's interesting because the <laughs> last the last example. Sorry, D's going to have one, but the last example was from this past weekend. Oh,
0: you,
1: I you know exactly Sp- where you're going to go at. Spurs were
2: playing in a game, and the midfielder had got fouled, and the ref didn't call it. And I mean, if this was four or five years ago, you'd be complaining that you know the foul wasn't called. But you know, you're in VAR land now, right? So taken down, goal was scored about ten seconds later. Spurs players are crowding the ref. You got to take a look, and VAR said, "Yeah, you got to look at the monitor." And usually, when that happens, you think they're going to overturn it. The ref was stubborn as can be; complete foul, and he gave the goal still. Well, everybody commentators like, can't believe yeah, it.
1: Yeah, everybody commentators like, "Yeah, this is going to be overturned. It's not going to yeah. be a goal." And the guy comes back and points to the points to the, the center of the field, and <laughs> everybody's like, "What?" Is they, that the happened?
2: commentators are lost for words; they didn't know what to say. Like, it was unbelievable, and now he doesn't have a game this weekend. I heard. So, yeah. and what gets ah.
1: what gets me is it's it's the offs the way that the offsides are working right now it's actually taking goals away from the game you know the the you're going to go down to a millimeter or a centimeter and you're going to tell me that that forward is is gained that much of an advantage for being in a, a hair offside you're going to tell me that that player's gained an advantage you got to look at it and have some common sense there's, there's got to be some sort of boundaries in a game yes i know covid times right now lots of goals are being scored it's 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 an anomaly but in tight games, in a game, in a, in a in a sport that you don't get 10, 12, 13 goals per game, you and you're taking away goals and you're taking away like game winners. Some of them are game winners or or, or goals and in, in would in be final, game winners would be game winners or, or goals in like the the dying moments of the match to you know get one back. And it's just I don't. know. I'll just say
2: up. this for Vieira and pass it off to Sean whoever wants to finish <laughs> up on this, but when's the last time you truly celebrated a goal? Uh, Like, I'm watching a game and the goal goes in. I'm like, oh, yes. And then I just wait. And I'm like, and if a goal gets scored, I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's probably going to go to VAR. Like, honestly, just a different vibe.
3: Yeah, I mean, it used to be the Goal scored right away, look over at the linesman to make yeah, sure that right, the yes. That's flag isn't the up, flag's right? not up, in your and own you're way. going
2: bananas, especially yeah. when you're live at a game, right? Well,
1: now the linesman's not even putting their flag up anymore, anyway, so it doesn't matter, yeah, they're putting man. it up, they're, 10, they're, they're so waiting to last
0: yeah, yeah, unless yeah. unless it's a goal scored and they know it was offside, then they throw it. Oh up. man,
3: but I mean, there's, there's pros and cons, I mean, there's been lots of times in the past. Uh, you know, many many years ago as well with Maradona in, in the World Cup against England. I think we've talked about this. Uh, Henri playing for France against Ireland. You know, handling the ball in the box. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's that's part of the game. Uh, I get on with it. You know, I mean, goal line technology, one hundred percent. I agree with it. The VAR, I just I don't. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> most people's opinion. You, it you know really what is.
0: and on that note we we've been here a long time so we're going to we're going to call it here okay we're going to we're going to end the show right there on Guy D- Fox Night on Guy Fox Night Liverpool top of the league yeah Liverpool's top of the league uh Bayern's top of the league in Germany and uh AC Milan AC Milan is on top in Italia
1: Barcelona's in
0: 12th in La Liga no i swear wow that's not good. Those messy shoes aren't going to sell that much
3: anymore. I think on the way home, I'm going to buy some sparklers. You know, yeah. you know what sparklers are? Yeah, you know, Little sparkler yeah. things. Buy some of them. Watch Carnes Street and think about the election. There you go. Know,
0: fantastic idea. i I'd join you, but I'm going to be on the floor. Uh, so from all of us to all of you, so that would be Dan O'Drummond. Thanks, buddy. Vendor. Thank you. Sean Loader, Thank you. And in the background, Andreas Schillen. Thanks for coming. Um, hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have some thoughts, please let us know, whether it be through the SoundCloud apps where you can uh, type in some information or, or, or whether you want to get a hold of the club here at um, the spdsa.net. Uh, and just fire off questions. Ask us what you want to... Here or you'd like us to talk about and we'd be more than happy to uh ignore you no i'm kidding we'd be more than happy to listen to you and and um <clears throat> try and help out by uh, uh creating more uh more showtime just to help
3: you out the e- email address will be info at sbdsa.net
0: fantastic see the man's been here what four minutes and he's, he knows everything <laughs> he knows everything about this club <laughs> no that is the way the one to uh i'm babbling now okay so uh thanks for coming it's uh it's sugar time for uncle darren um i'm in need of something to perk me up so you've been listening to soccer talk in the park the official podcast of the sherwood park district soccer association we'll see you again soon you've been listening to soccer talk in the park the official podcast of the sherwood park district soccer association